Hello and welcome to It's More Than Money. It's More Than Money has a focus to bring you inspiring stories from real people who strive to improve every day. People who aren't willing to settle for the status quo, they've shaken off any limiting beliefs they might have had and they've just gone after what they really want in life. We'll have all kinds of guests, we'll have business owners, entrepreneurs, masters of the mind, industry game changers and money experts who will all, through their own stories, provide invaluable insights into creating a life you never thought possible. Welcome everybody to It's More Than Money podcast for another episode. Now, today we're going to take quite a different path to framing up how we approach life, how we think about what we do, how we feel and what or who is actually responsible for what or how we feel. The point of this episode is to challenge the traditional thinking with a super insightful and super knowledgeable guest, Nicole Bayless. Now, Nicole is an energy healer, spiritual life coach, author, meditation teacher, and her life's work is to assist others in transformation. Now, one of the books coming out, which I think is going to be one of the best reads, it's called Soulful and Successful Business. It's coming out on the 1st of August this year. Nicole, welcome. Thank you for being on It's More Than Money. Hi, Kai. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. There's a lot of things I want to dig into, and uh, we're just it's just going to flow naturally, but key to this is getting some of your insights and the coaching and the help that you provide in particular sort of people in general but a little bit of a, a business owner's tilt today but bear in mind we're going to touch on things that work in life in general not just business first of all I just wanted to ask let's start with what's meant by helping others in transformation what does that sort of mean for people well the world in general is always in transformation the earth is actually, the, without sounding too woo-woo here, the world's heartbeat <laughs> is speeding up. And if you think about this, change is speeding up. Life is speeding up for everybody. If you think about the technology we have now compared to the technology we had maybe even 20 years ago, um, mm. you know, the, the advances we have made. So uh, basically, vibrationally, we are all speeding up. So change, say, for example, you and me, Kai, our lifetime, the amount of change we're going to experience in our lifetime compared to, say, what our grandparents experienced is going to be huge. Mm. So people, everyone is in transformation. And a lot of people are finding it hard uh, to cope with the amount of change that is going on in the world. And we are all being required to transform with uh, with the earth, I guess. Yeah. Uh, well, as a collective, we are 100% agree. We are moving faster, even in a couple of simple ways to, I guess, illustrate is that technology, the acceleration, the advancement of technology in the last 10 years versus the last 30 is enormous. Absolutely. The acceleration Absolutely. and the speed at which we move through life and parents coming and going through a household, it's enormous compared to 20 years ago. Like I, I grew up with one, um, my dad worked, that was it. Mum was always home. It was cruise in, cruise out before school, after school. We didn't have after school care and all that sort of thing. So yeah. Yeah, as a collective, we are definitely moving faster. How, how do you help people, I guess, settle more into a more chilled way of life versus getting caught up in that speed? I think I, I am a great believer in meditation and or just quiet time out, allowing, allowing some uh, time for a sense of spaciousness because we are living in such a busy world right now and most mm. of us are programmed with this uh, idea that uh, success means being busy 
It's one of yeah, these uh, lies we believe about success. You know, mm. I've got to do, do, do. It's actually not true. And uh, there is a universal law called the universal law of balance. If you think about, about nature, think about the world in general, nature always seeks balance. And as human beings, we need balance. So we need mm. to balance the doing with the not doing, the thinking with the not thinking. We, we have all been programmed with this age of productivity thinking, which is the more I do, the more I'm going to achieve, the more money I'm going to make. And that is uh, creating a lot of illness in the world, mm. uh, both mentally and physically. And, you know, when do we all stop? It, we really do need more balance in our lives. There's a lot in that. Okay, there's, <laughs> there's a couple of things I want to dig into there. I'll try and be succinct and we'll, and I guess we'll go with the natural flow of how it all pans out. But one in particular is that, uh, the hidden programs. So we're all, we all have this, I guess, program installed within us and, and probably a, a term that people can relate to better is the belief or the belief structures that we have and the, the beliefs that we, I guess, abide by through life and the way we conduct life. So what is it that you see in the beliefs that are hindering or sabotaging our life? I'd like to start with some really basic ones. These beliefs, not necessarily we have about ourselves, but we have about life because uh, a lot of these never get challenged. Mm. And one of them is um, we have very limiting beliefs around time. So uh, most of us run on this belief that there's not enough time and that mm. time is something we have to battle against. We have to cram as much into time. But if you look at, uh, I think it was uh, Einstein who said, time is actually elastic. He said, if, uh, you know, if you sit on a hot stove, uh, that time will go, uh, spending time with a pretty girl, he said, time goes very fast. Mm. If you sit on a hot stove, time will go actually, it'll, that two seconds will feel like five minutes. Yes. Um, basically, when we are engaged and working with time and engage with passion with something, time often stands still or it actually... It's like it doesn't exist. It, yes, exactly. Mm. And so we can work with time. It is not the set plane that we think it is. Yeah. But most of us are running on this belief there's not enough time. How and many times a, do we say to ourselves, I don't have time, don't have time? And that is a huge one. It is, a, mm. And that plays a havoc on a lot of us, which is a, it's a great source of stress. Just time in a it day is. to get everything done, get home, whatever it might be, whether it be business and I've got a task list as long as your arm is it's really hard. And I've seen the concept of Newtonian time versus Einstein time, yeah. which is I along love the lines of what you're saying. Yeah. That's exactly right. <laughs> yes, yes. It, We're all and it was being really, required. Yeah, and it's really, really Newtonian. tricky. It is. It's hard. It was I found it difficult to get my head around it. But the difference between Newtonian time and Einstein time. And it's a, because of the belief, very, very strongly held belief that I've had and we all have around time. So it's what, what will, I guess, one to two easy steps where people can start yeah. reframing that a little because getting into the concept of Newtonian time, Einstein time, that's a bit out yes. of my realm. We, I've got some basic understanding. We, <laughs> yeah, you're saying, how do, how do I shift from this to this? And yeah. so... Um, in Soulful Successful Business, I have come up with three truths around time. So number one, your time here is valuable. So use it for what is truly important to you. And yep. 
an affirmation you could say is I always have enough time for what is truly important because that is the truth we do. Mm. And so just on that, before we go on to the next two, so there's there's three truths, we've just heard one. Now, I probably want to just inject here a little additional benefit for people that where they were to say that affirmation, it would probably possibly feel Mm -hmm. awkward or there'd be some resistance to go, oh, that's rubbish or that's not true. I never have enough time because we're so instilled with this belief and we've been acting out this belief for so long. It's not going to change straight away. It's about persistent, being persistent with changing that, that thought. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Um, So a good idea. uh, I do this quite a lot in my meditation groups is you can use affirmations with meditation and you could use it like a mantra. And so what I suggest to people is you simply say the affirmation either out loud or to yourself. Uh, so let's, if we could just say it together, your time here, or my time here, or I have always, I always have enough time for what is truly important. So you say that. Yep. And then you just, and then you focus on your breaths, maybe for three to five breaths. And you notice the resistance that comes up from your ego mind. It will say, yeah, right. You know, um, like I believe that. That's okay. That's, <laughs> that's, that is just your old self resisting. Have, we'll have a chat with the ego soon enough. So. <laughs> yeah. So that's just your old self resisting yeah. the truth. That's okay. Just let it be there and breathe through it. You say it again, Yeah. maybe three to five breaths again. Just observe and allow the resistance. Don't try and push it away or oppress it. Mm. Uh, and then you do it maybe another time. So maybe three times and, and just allowing the ego mind to say what it wants to say. Because actually, if you've got your ego mind resisting it and you notice it resisting it, that actually means it is going into your subconscious mind. Yeah. The ego trying to battle and keep you back in that old vibration, back in that old reality. And I want to add there too that for listeners who just need a little bit, a little bit something more tangible to hang on to, science has proven for decades now around. Uh, there's there's a couple of different philosophies, but generally speaking, if it's anywhere from four to seven deep breaths and focus within, it actually does ease the mind. It does release uh, the better hormones within your body. It will calm you and will actually reduce stress. So science yeah. has actually proven that at the very least, if you don't want to buy into the spiritual element of it, at least yes. buy into the science of it. So it's a daily, if not more than a number of times per day practice to take those deep yes. breaths, affirm something you can, positive. You could simply see this as yeah. a psychological and physical practice. Absolutely. Really, it's all connected. It's all one. And <laughs> It is. Yeah. Really, and, and if you don't like the idea of spirituality as such, and plenty of people don't, but that's okay because there are many ways to heal. There are many ways to transform. Absolutely. Agreed. And, and what's the second truth? Truth number two is time expands or contracts in accordance to how we are feeling. Okay. Right. That makes the mind boggle a little. Yes. So say that one again, sorry. Time expands or contracts in, in accordance to how we are feeling. Okay. Can you expand a little on that one? Yes. So when if you are feeling peaceful and uh, how do I put this? If I could just say feeling at one with life. You're in the flow. You will, you're in the flow. Time will no. work with you. It, it will work with you. 
if you feel like you are battling against time, if you don't, or if you, you don't have enough time, if you're feeling uh, that life is hard and you're not going to have enough time, time will actually contract. It will work against you. It will actually mm. create that reality of not enough time. Yeah. So in, the, in essence, you're getting exactly what you're asking for or what you're putting out there. If you're saying you do not have enough time, then that's exactly what you will continue to get. That's exactly right. So the, the affirmation for that would be time works with me and not against me. Okay. And what's the third truth? Now, the third one may be a, a bit of a big one to take in. <laughs> yeah. Given that this is a book on purpose and work and mm. mission and uh, number three is you will always have enough time to complete your soul's mission okay. if, you if you choose to live purposefully. There's, no, there's a lot in that one, isn't there? There is. Now, <laughs> now let's, I guess, touch on uh, soul's mission. Now, this can be a lot of people, I believe, and what I've seen is that where they hear something like or similar to soul's mission, they automatically jump to humanitarian work, philanthropy, uh, volunteering, charitable work in sort of for say homeless people, those are more disadvantaged than others. Right. But yep. it's a lot, lot broader than that, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we, we are all unique. We've all come here with something called a soul plan, which yep. is already encoded within us. And what that simply is, it's it's it will it will involves something that we love to do that we feel a passion for mm -hmm. that when we do it we lose all sense of space and time this is the universal law of dharma which is the yep. universal law of purpose um and it can be anything it really can be if, if you're a great builder and you really love to build you're a builder if yep. you're an, you may be an artist you may be just great at helping people a uh, very efficient, organized person who's great, um, you know, with organizing people or with mm. admin. It, it doesn't have to be. Uh, I think that, again, this is uh, this very old thinking that, uh, that you're only really being of use or of purpose um, if you're doing something charitable. Yes, absolutely. Because the and, rest of it's just work. It's just, you touched on it, um, just a, a do, do, do philosophy and that's what mm. we associate with work is just doing but can you see that and also can you see in that this sort of polarized thinking mm. we're either doing work that we get paid for or we're doing this uh, good deeds charitable we don't get paid for yeah but really we're here to do something in the middle we yes. are here to work at what we love and to create abundance through that so do you, with business owners, are you often uh, coaching them, guiding them or helping them transform in such a way that they may get out of their business because it's not where they find fulfillment? It's not generally speaking their purpose or is it they are generally on the right path, but it's just reframing and helping them to look at things differently so they're not so stressed or they're not feeling mm. like they're not doing enough. What do you see most commonly? That's a really good question, Kai. A little bit of everything, actually. Okay. So I have, I have met people who have been in their own business and have been highly successful. Uh, I had one lady come to me and the first thing she did was burst into tears. And she said, I have achieved, and she was only in her late 30s, she said, I have achieved everything I wanted in life and I'm so unhappy. Mm. She had a very highly successful international business 
She had a husband who loved her. She had three children. It all looked perfect on the outside, and yet she was miserable. Mm. And because there is a anything that's soul aligned. When I say soul aligned, some you know when you really follow your heart, that is that's soul alignment. So what's an that indicator will, there that just feel good in that moment doing that certain thing? I think it's Joseph Cam Joseph Campbell said, "Follow your bliss, and walls will open where once." So, and doors will open where once there were walls. Yeah. But of course, we have not been taught that at all. We've been taught the opposite. Mm. Uh, and as you say, you know, sometimes people even think you're crazy if you think you're going to go down that path. Mm. So what we, um, what this lovely lady and I unpacked was she basically created everything that her ego thought would make her successful and make her happy. Mm. And I really related to that because half of my life was spent also creating from that ego space. And mm. I also found myself at the age of 45, unhappy and discontent. And what I, what I did was I thought, gosh, I've, I realized I was a great manifester. I really could manifest anything I wanted to, but the old saying, be careful of what you wish for. So. Yeah. Yes, that, I know that one. <laughs> that is yeah. the most ridiculous thing you've ever heard now on reflection. Be careful what you wish for. Yes, it is really, isn't it? Uh, but of course, you know, where, where are our wishes coming from? Are they coming from a place? Uh, what I say in soulful, successful business is if the ego gets involved too much in what we want, uh, it's coming from a place that we feel that we are not enough. And therefore we have to add to ourselves in order to create this life that's going to make us happy. And we're usually and, adding things that are external to us. And of which, course, what we eventually find is we're not, we're still not fulfilled. Yeah. And so it's, it's coming from a place where we, we've got to know that on some level we are enough. Mm. And, you know, what, what do I really long for? What will, what will truly make me uh, feel at peace? And if you don't know, and to be perfectly honest, I didn't know. Yeah. And, and what I did was I simply surrendered. This is the universal law of surrender. Mm. Now, the universe... And for those of you who aren't spiritual, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, <laughs> Actually, just on that note, Nicole, I'll add in, when surrender does not mean giving up. So I just want to be yes. very clear there. People often Absolutely. see surrender as giving up. It's about going or it's about living with purpose and, and setting intentions to be and do what you really love doing. But yes. it's also not being attached or relying heavily on the outcome to feel happy. So it's not being conditional on an outcome. It's not being your happiness conditional on a certain result. It's about mm -hmm. being happy in the doing. Exactly. Mm. Can I just talk a little bit more about that universal law of surrender? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I think most of us have, well, first of all, we have never been taught how to surrender. It's all about hanging on and hanging in there and pushing and making things happen. If it's hard, so, work harder. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, and a lot of people, you're right. A lot of people see that idea of surrender as giving up mm. or it's about handing it over to and, and throwing whatever this is that you're struggling with or wanting into this big black abyss. Mm. But the universe is not a big black abyss. It is, it is the field of infinite possibilities and the highest intelligence. What I say to people, if there's something you really want to create or you dearly want, Surrender it to the universe. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't work with the universal law of attraction, which is visualizing. 
it doesn't and also you take action towards that's the universal law of action you also work towards it mm. you do all of it and that way you become a co-creator and the universal law of surrender means that if we put our hopes and wishes out there to the universe it simply means we have faith that if certain things we want do not happen do not manifest then the universe knows it is not now highest good to have that however we've also got to understand that the universe only wants what's best for us and loves us so mm. if we don't get what we want or what our ego wanted it actually has a far better plan for us something far better not worse not less than it's always going to be more than and do you think it'd be fair to say there too that we have we often have a disconnect between what our mind is asking for for example if i just get my business to the next point to the next point to the next point but bigger bigger revenue bigger income more stuff whatever it may have been so our mind is asking for that but on an energy level let's call it our gut on a heart a heart or sort of our feeling is we don't really want that so it's about what i've noticed in people is it is a disconnect between what the brain's chasing versus what they really, really want. And we, I think we touched on this off air, and I'm not sure if this ties back a little to the lady using as an example before, that business success was obvious. It was substantial, but in her own heart, she was still quite dissatisfied and unhappy. So there was a disconnect between what the brain was chasing based on beliefs, old belief structures, and what we thought we should be doing to yeah. realize success and happiness. But in her heart, she technically knew better, but just wasn't listening to it. Is that what happened yes. there? Yes, exactly. And then, then you kind of get on this trajectory. Mm. And I remember reading the book years ago, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. And I remember him yeah. saying how some people have these crises. They've been spent all these years climbing a certain ladder and they look around, they look over and they around and think, actually, I didn't even want to be on this ladder. I want to be over there on that ladder. So I have to climb mm. back down that ladder and then go over to another ladder. Mm. Um, and you know what? That's okay. In fact, yeah. that's far more likely to happen in this day and age than it did back in our grandparents' time when people stayed in one job all their lives because we are, are transforming at a faster and faster rate. And so the reality is that people may have two, three, four careers in one lifetime. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and that's okay. It, that's not failure. I don't believe anything's ever wasted. You know, we learn things from everything we've ever done. And so the work with this lady was to, uh, to, to get her more into alignment of what, what next, what would she really like to have and how does she get down from this ladder mm. and climb the other ladder? And this just leads me to what you and I were just talking about before, Kai, which is what is true success. Yeah. And, and so the ego will, will chase things such as, I named four things, fortune, fame, power, status. Uh, but I say in the book, from my own experience, I've learned that these desires, if or when achieved, can prove to be empty victories. Mm. If we don't also include values such as meaning, it has to have a sense of meaning to us, meaning and purpose, uh, daily enjoyment, a work-life balance. You know, we want to be able to, you know, spend time with people we love and actually have lovely experiences. And making a feeling like we're making a positive contribution or a difference. And that's actually a, uh, I see a lot, we work a lot with business owners and I see that a lot in business owners, a gentleman even just yesterday I was talking to and 
uh, a, a new gentleman referred to us to help him out with a few different things. And in the initial part of the conversation, we were talking about the business that he's in and what they do. And they're in the seafood business. And coincidentally, I've been, so they have wholesale and have retail. And coincidentally, I've been into the retail store a number of times. And one of the main purchases we uh, buy are the tuna steaks. Now, what I said to him was, Straight up, I said, this is going to sound a little bit odd, but I'm just going to express my gratitude and I say thank you to you for doing what you do. You've taken the risk, you've opened a business or you've pursued a passion or a desire, you've opened this business and it enables me to buy the fish that I love to buy for me and my family. And he sort of looked at me and he goes, oh, okay. He was a little bit awkward and taken back. He goes, oh, okay, you're welcome. <laughs> he said, I've never really thought of it that way. <laughs> I said, well... It's true because I'm not going to go out onto the trawler and catch the fish. I'm not going to be able to, I'm not going to open a business to get hold of fish. And it's a part yeah. of our every week. It's part of our food. It's part of our sustenance and our nutrition. And I said, without people like you taking that risk or pursuing your passion to provide that service or to contribute to the community, to people in that way, I wouldn't have it and I wouldn't get to enjoy that. So thank you. Any case, very welcome. <laughs> but that's I I totally get you there, Kai. How often do we really give gratitude for everything around us, such as the shopkeepers, the people who actually are in business who provide for us the food in our table? Yeah, uh, and it's and it's them to to what I see also is to have a lot more value in what they're actually doing. And we've spoken about this, we've touched on a little bit today already, instead of just doing. Well, I'm just doing, I'm trying to get somewhere. I want my business to be bigger. Why? Why? And the more we keep asking why, it always boils down to the same thing. If you really drill further and further and further and people open up to it, what I've seen, yeah. and I'll be interested to hear what you see also, is that a lot of it comes back to a sense of their own value or their own worth. Yes. How does that yes. usually go for you and who you help? Wow. Or oh, I could talk all day on, <laughs> on self-worth because you know what? It's key to everything. Self-love and self-worth is the key yeah. to all of it. Good question. So one of the chapters in this book is about transforming the relationship you have with yourself. Yeah. I go through a list of the most common self-limiting beliefs we have about ourselves that will affect um, not just our business, but our sense of fulfillment and purpose and happiness. Um, okay, now just this, yes, like I agree with you. This could go forever. So, yeah, agree, this yeah. is almost like another chapter in itself. <laughs> what I want to, I think, what I want to do here too is like most common beliefs. Now, there's a concept I really want to jump onto today at some stage, and I think this is going to tie in beautifully. Most common beliefs that that hold people back, and those beliefs, how they end up flowing into business and how successful or not so successful the business is or how many frustrations or how easy business can be. Now, yes. will some of these beliefs flow into that? Absolutely. Excellent. Cool. Because, you know, there's the universal law of belief, which is whatever we believe we create. Yeah. And sometimes we're not even aware of these beliefs. They are held at this core level in the, in the subconscious or unconscious mind until, uh, you know, you become aware of them. Sometimes you just don't know. And like one of the beliefs I didn't realize I had was I'm, this is quite a few years ago, is I'm not wanted. 
And that came from, I had a kinesiology session with a great kinesiologist and he found out that when uh, I'm a second child, when my mother was pregnant with me, my father uh, didn't want at that time to have a second child. He wasn't ready. And I picked that up that I wasn't wanted. Mm. Of course, of course he wants me today and I have a lovely relationship with my dad. So if you're listening, dad, don't get offended. But at that time, (laughs) you know, that gets deeply imprinted, you know, in utero that I'm not wanted. And so I didn't realize that I, I played out so much of my life about not being wanted. So when I began my business in 2011, I re- that's when I started going for these healing sessions. I had to clear so much of myself because mm. I really was thinking, well, who would actually want to come and see me? Yeah, you know, okay. I really believed I wasn't wanted. So you had a desire for your own business, but at the same time, there was a belief held that people oh, won't want many, you. Many, many. yes so that's 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 right i knew i had this passion and purpose coming through me and i knew i really wanted to do this but at the same time and this is what happens to everyone you know deciding to transition into your own business Mm. you know that becomes your sacred healing journey you will find you know as you progress and you come up against certain blocks and maybe playing out in your business but really it's a healing opportunity for a much bigger thing so what we're seeing here is that business is literally an extension of ourselves. So if we're in business or yep. if any listeners are in business, business is an extension of yourself and, and literally yes. a reflection of yourself. And it wouldn't happen to be just a mood you have in a day. It's the belief. So if you have a belief, if you hold this energy of lack, challenge, or it's hard versus what I touched on before versus business is easy or business is frustrating, then that's exactly what you will get and your business will reflect this. Is Absolutely. that right? Yeah. Okay. You, as, as I say in Soulful and Successful Business, I say you are your business. Your business is you. Yeah. So your business, um, I'll give you another example. I had a lovely client. He uh, was a cafe owner and another cafe opened across the road from him and that became far more popular and everyone started going to that other cafe and he felt that like no one was coming to his. And when we dug a little more deeply, I said, is there any, how do you feel about this? And he, he told me how he felt and how he felt unsuccessful, unimportant, uh, ignored. And I said, okay, did you ever feel like that growing up? A light went on. He said his older brother was the star of the family. Mm. He was always the successful one. He, so this person, he had beliefs that he wasn't important, that he was always second best and that was the big one, the second best. And so, of course, uh, his cafe became the second uh, best. Yeah. So, so again, what we did, like what, he was getting exactly what he was putting out there, not consciously. He wasn't well, out in front of his store saying, don't come in. <laughs> so, Look, we, we, could, we could say this. We could say, you know what? Our soul is always manifesting for our highest good. Yeah. The soul, his soul manifested that as another healing opportunity. It's going to keep manifesting this opportunity to heal until you get it. So he got it and he said, oh, my goodness. And then with that, what I got him to do was to send thanks to the cafe owner. Didn't have to say it to his face, but he he just energetically sent love and thanks. Thank you so much for giving me this healing opportunity and finding Mm. out this part of myself I need to heal. Um, And when he did that, after when he did that and forgave the other cafe owner and was at peace with what this was all about, Mm. a miracle happened. A miracle happened. He went to bed that night and he rang me and he said, I've just had all this inspiration and new ideas about my cafe. Uh, so he let go. And 
he let, let go of the resentment he, or the oh it's yes. not working for me yeah and this yeah and this guy is the universal law of forgiveness when we forgive ah. we free up energy we allow in new energy that was blocked and the new energy that came in for this uh for this client was he had uh new creative ideas for the cafe of decor of food and ah. then uh then the business turned around and he started attracting in heaps more business yeah. and the the problem went away So I think it's really to me again for appealing to the masses here and some are more spiritually aligned or spiritually inclined to take on those sort of practices versus those who might be a little bit more skeptical. I think important middle road here is that at the very least if there can be some sort of practice around finding a way to reframe what it is you're first seeing. So an example that guy is looking across the road mm. and again the ego chip chin and goes, "Oh, look at that." they're doing yeah. better I, i'm not good enough we, we, our food isn't good enough our coffee isn't good enough they're going to get all the success so rather than allowing the mind go down that rabbit warren of negativity stop it in its tracks reframe it and in exactly the way that you've said be thankful for that you've been shown it let it go and then turn it yeah. on it'll turn around naturally turn around absolutely and uh you sound like you may be an nlp practitioner <laughs> uh, I, I too i'm an nlp master i love this reframe okay yeah. and and again if you don't have to go to the spiritual realm to do this no uh so you could also yes you could frame it with uh you know thanks for you're showing me something i need to heal myself but you could also this is another universal truth is that everyone who comes into your life is there for a good reason that person that successful cafe owner over the road was simply there to show him that he could have it too it's possible look look what's happening everywhere Just look what's it wouldn't be in mm. your field if it's not possible now no. the ego mind does the opposite it goes into envy mm. it goes into well, if you've got that then i can't have that so i hate you and that's that lack <laughs> mentality yeah there's not enough to yeah. go around yeah yeah, yeah. and that's yeah. where that i think you touched on earlier that's where that practice of gratitude every day is really, really helpful. It actually shows you what you already have around you rather than being focused on that one thing that is apparently missing. That's right. Because we right. get that focus and that's all we ever feel. We feel this thing's missing. Yes. And so even that, if we could start seeing these so-called negative things in our lives, there's always a positive in them. They're actually there for a good reason, not a bad reason. No. And, and that in itself is hard. And you know where there are strongly held beliefs that, Business is hard. Life is hard. The economy's changed. The economy's not doing so well. Uh, our industry is not doing so well. People aren't really wanting our products at this point. It's really, really difficult for people not and, not to believe that. Yeah, because it's, it is it's, the it's current very, reality. Uh, that's right. That's mm. right. And this is why I, another reason why quiet time to yourself, going back within, not mm. always. 100% relating to the world out there because that the world out there the reality is being created by the mass consciousness mm. uh you know it's not so that doesn't that doesn't have to be your truth the more no. you can go within and create your own reality and you know there's a lot of fear and lack thinking out there but uh that doesn't mean you have to go into fear and lack thinking so along the same lines where is what would you say where people are they're in business now being in business can be can be and i say can be because some people are i guess more energetic or have more energy than others but there might be a, a belief held that i i get fatigued if this gets too much 
if business gets too big, I won't be able to keep up with it. Will that, how, what can be said to help overcome that? Because as I said, I've seen mm. a lot of business owners wanting to grow, but either they've got a fear of will they be able to keep up with it or they've got I, a I really relate to what you say, Carl. I think that's a good question. Let's just call this fear of success. Okay. And most of us, to some level, we, we can sabotage ourselves. In fact, I know for a while I was doing that. Yeah, right. There was, uh, I got to a certain level, but I was had a fear of growing bigger. And when I got down to it, it was, yeah, well, it was the fear of the unknown. How would mm. I handle it if I got myself more out there? How would I, uh, you know, it, it, there's a lot of, and business growth means, you know, expansion. Will it mean I'm going to be more exhausted or does it mean I have to put, you know, I'm going to have to spend mm. a lot more money because I need more employees. Uh, so that fear comes up, that fear of the unknown. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you can say an affirmation, a great affirmation to say, again, with that, with that meditation technique, Mm. Uh, to say is I allow myself to expand in ever more true success as I allow those around me or as I inspire those around me to do the same. Yeah, good job. Now, this fear of success, it comes from not trusting in the universe. It comes from not trusting in the unknown. Yeah. You know, if you think about... That's a sense of control of ego needs to be in all the time. That's right. We have to mm. control things because it may get out of hand. Uh, but if you just watch, you know, watch a plant grow, watch a tree grow, it grows in a very organic way. Mm. Uh, you don't see it struggling or stopping itself. Mm. And so what we don't, uh, perhaps we block this knowledge that if I do expand and allow myself to go to that next level, I'll also be sent or, or manifest all that I need to support that. I'd like to give you an example. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I was a practitioner, just mostly just practitioner for quite a few years and an author. I've also got uh, meditations on Insight Time and the free app. And I was doing some uh, audio recording with a lovely guy. And we worked really well together. And I remember thinking, I know I really want to create some online courses and I want to do another book. And, I, and how do I? And I thought, gosh, I'd he's the person I really like to work with but he did have a full-time job and he was squeezing in this work with me um, you know when he could so I knew I didn't have much time but I thought you know what I'm just going to ring him and I'm going to ask him I'm thinking about doing this and would he have more time and the day I called him he said well you wouldn't believe this I've just left my job because I hate it I don't even know what I'm going to do next and then we worked out he was going to come and work for me three days a week. Oh. And, and he does all sorts of amazing things. So I want to say hello to Ben. He's my lovely assistant. <laughs> hi, Ben. Uh, hi, Ben. <laughs> you couldn't be here today because of COVID, sadly. Oh. But, uh, but um, you know, that was absolute divine synchronicity. That very day mm. I called him. He had left his job. He didn't know what he wanted to do next. And what a perfect match. And yeah. that all happened just when I decided, yes, I do want to expand. I do want to just lose this fear of staying small and go bigger. Yeah. And it was all perfect. So that's what we, we don't trust that, that, you know, as we do this, certain things will come in, certain things will be shown to us that we need to do next. And mm. I think and, the cafe this, example is perfect. Like the, that moment that he 
let go of jealousy and fear that you know it wouldn't work out for him as it did for the uh, the business across the road yeah. the moment he let go of that it all started to change so it's it's a it is again it's it's tricky because we are so we have such a pattern of thought that just takes us down the road of it's not working well i've just got to work harder and push harder but it's like the more you fight the harder it gets if you That's whereas you just surrender and again it's not giving up it's more yeah. so just letting go of that that fight or that anger or that jealousy or that negative feeling. Yes, yeah. And, you know, also wherever we are wounded or have got deep old conditioning, we'll have a lot of unconsciousness around it. Mm. We won't understand why we're feeling that way necessarily. You know, yeah. sometimes that is why um, a coach or a healer or a counselor or somebody, uh, you know, who's got more of a, an objective view may be able to help you i know that i needed help from others for quite a bit along this journey for a while yeah to hold up a mirror for me because i couldn't get it because i was too in my own wounding or my own limitation mm. yeah absolutely agree we always need that external help for sure yes yeah and we've actually we've touched on and i want to pick on it a little bit more because the old ego it plays a role and i just want to clarify first of all the traditional role we see in the ego versus the much much bigger role that it has so first of all what's uh, in your view and what you see in the traditional role of ego or where the way people think about ego versus the actual role that it has can you explain okay. a bit about that for us okay so look if i was to say you know freud basically named it the ego yeah. Uh, and we all need a bit of ego. Ego uh, propels us. It, mm. you know, it uh, it gives us. It makes us have desires uh, to, and we all want to feel a passion for life. So yeah. it's not about ha not having an ego. Mm. So that is that ego that Freud talked about. But of course, an ego that gets too out of control will always lead us down the wrong path. And, uh, you know, we also have a soul. Maybe he called that the id, I think. Uh, <laughs> so we also have a soul. So, you know, it is universal law of balance again. We need a bit of ego. Yeah. But, but I suppose when I talk about the ego mind, it's something slightly different. Mm. The ego mind is our mind that is conditioned to believe in fear and lack mm. and thinks there's never enough of anything. Yep. And that's the mind that keeps us constantly busy, constantly alert, constantly feeling like we need more. Yeah. And do, do, do. Yes. Yeah. Because there's a little bit and of badge of honour held in that, isn't it? We're constantly doing and people saying, yeah, yes. I'm really busy. If you're not, if there's you don't of, say you're busy, you're lazy. Exactly. And a mm. lot of people do believe that busy means success. Yeah. And that's not necessarily true. Sometimes no. busy just means exhaustion. <laughs> and, <laughs> often often you know, results in, yeah. <laughs> and this is what I say in the book. You know, what does true success mean to you? It needs to be um, a balance. So a balance of, uh, yes, your work, but also a, a balance of, of time for yourself, time to do the things you love, wellness, loving relationships. True success is... Uh, is, is everything it's mm. not just being busy at work and making lots of money so do you encourage uh, business owners and people in general 
to whether it be put pen to paper or put a vision board together, whatever it may be, to help them define success in a way that matters to them rather than what the stereotypes are? Absolutely. Uh, look, the reason I wrote Soulful and Successful Business, it's actually based on the coaching work I do do with business owners. Okay. And after each chapter, I've actually got, uh, I call it uh, uh, creating your spiritual business plan. Ah. And and so there's a process to go through with every chapter. And the first chapter is true success. And I get them to, uh, you know, think about, really think about you know, what's really important to me, not just yeah. around work. But everything else, mm. and so to to start creating a more holistic picture of that, mm. and of course I put true success as chapter number one, because really this is the foundational stuff. Mm. If if you don't, whatever is built on faulty foundations, you'll pay for later on. Mm. I, I talk about a guy called Mike in my book who had created again highly successful, but terrible personal relationships. Mm. first wife divorced him because he was never there second wife was about to leave him and now he's turning to drink <laughs> because but yeah. he's very successful on the outside so in the traditional sense business money yeah. material matters yeah yeah but success really is a whole thing it's it is about you know loving relationships having time for the people you love having time for yourself to attend to your own well-being extremely important uh, Very important to define success in all those ways, not just the size of the business or the size of your house or the size of your, your bank balance. Or the or car you like drive. The car, yeah. 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 The way I've always, um, I, I guess, looked at it, actually I shouldn't say always, the way I see it now is that those things are purely just an extension of the experience you're having. They're not the ultimate end result that defines the happiness or defines the joy. They're purely just part of the experience. The, def the definition of that joy and how do you help people define that as they go along? How, how, what's the training look like there? Exactly. Well, again, you want to get clear about what is your ideal life, mm. not just yeah. around work. Uh, I say in, this, in the book, true success lies in doing what you love to do, making a positive difference in some way and being fulfilled and abundant because of it. Yeah. Now, what does, and again, what is abundance? Mm. Abundance isn't just money. It isn't just things. No. It is everything. And in fact, if you haven't got wellness, what have you got? Nothing. Mm. Nothing. Yeah. And so, but of course, in this patriarchal world that we're living in, this stuff gets bypassed all the time. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you look what's, um, I guess, put in front of us day in, day out. And, you look at the idea of success, it is all those common names that we hear of, which is Bill Gates and Richard Branson and Mark Zuckerberg, those type of people, Jeff Bezos with, with Amazon. That's what's put out there as, as success. And it could be also be, you know, sporting stars or movie stars, whatever it might be. That's what's pumped in front of us all the time, all day, every day as success. And I think I touched on this before, that we never, I don't think I've ever seen the Dalai Lama in the headlines. But I would no. see him as incredibly successful. He's always very happy. He seems to be very joyful. He seems to be very, very much at peace. But that's never yes. put out there as, as a way of life. Absolutely. And I guess, I guess because we really are living in two parallel universes here, Kai. You know, there's okay, this, now we're getting... This, let's, <laughs> let's just say this is mainstream world, but there's this other whole other universe that people are living on. And can I just say, I see loads of them. 
don't believe it doesn't exist. It's everywhere. Just the, the media, the media loves drama. It wants big news. It yeah, wants, yeah. but you know, so there are so many people shifting into purpose, into um, more a heart space, doing there what is. they love. Mm. There's more these little organic networks being set up everywhere, and sure, it doesn't make the headlines, yeah. but believe me, it's happening. It really is. Yeah, and, definitely. And it's definitely yeah. gaining momentum too. Like you said, that the more and more people, like the, the faster we're going, which we spoke about a lot earlier today, is that the faster we're going, the more people are looking for another way. They're sort of getting to the point of got it can't this can't be all that it is. This just constant panic and manic behavior. Exactly, exactly. Mm. Hey, stop the world, I want to get off. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's... <laughs> I think that's why they're going to Mars, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well that's the crazies yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah because and again this age of productivity thinking like the more we this again this is this is the dominant belief in the world the more we produce the more uh you know we're going to be supposedly abundant the more but actually the mm. more we produce the, the more we're just going to destroy the earth and so we're looking for a new planet now yeah yeah because we're we're we're, we're, we're we've nearly done this one in so now we're going to look for a new one i mean that is <laughs> such faulty thinking i cannot tell you well, it's also very fearful again, isn't it? Like it's just, oh, well, let's dump it and leave it type thing. It, it's, that sort it, of it's, philosophy it's really, around it. Mm. It's actually really sad. It is very sad. You know, sad, we yeah. do have one earth. Don't get me on that one. But, you know, but again, universal <laughs> yeah, yeah. law of balance. How much do we all really need? Yeah. How much do we need? You know, there is, you know, greed. And I don't mean this in a, a judgmental way people who need more and more money. And I, I know people like this who, you know, yeah. they'll never have enough money. They'll never feel safe until they have this, but then they get this and they're still not safe. But really how much do we need? Greed comes from a place of fear and lack. Yeah, it does. Uh, that we don't, we don't trust that, it, that we don't think the world is a safe place yeah. and that we need more and more as opposed to today I have enough and I trust tomorrow I'll have enough. I choose to be happy around that. I agree. And I think it, it's, as you were talking, I was ticking over and, and circling back to what I see personally as some of the key points today, and everyone will take different key points out of what we've spoken about. One of them is that one of the bigger ones is is success as defined by you, not, you know, not the stereotypical way of success or not the traditional ways. Challenge the beliefs that are held in and around what success means and what it looks like, define yes. it in the version yes. that, and I think this is an important part, define it in the version that helps you feel that element of contentedness and peace. Where you've got a feeling of, oh, shit, I've got more to do, that's not, that's not the success that is defined by you that you're happy with. Contribution. Value the contribution you're making, whatever business or whatever industry it is that you're in, value the contribution that you're making to the world, to the people around you. And business is an extension of ourselves. So be mindful of how we think about ourselves and how we, what we believe about what life is because that will reflect in our business and look to our business as to what it's showing us because it's a clear mirror saying, this is what you are. This is what you're putting out there. So they're the three things I've really taken out today. There would be many more on reflection, but for you, Nicole, if you were to leave our listeners with one, two, three, five things, a message, <laughs> what would it be? Oh, boy. <laughs> Maybe there's many, many more. <laughs> okay. Let me think about this. I haven't even thought about that. Um, 
if I could leave your listeners with one good thing, just one second. Or even one good practice. Uh, I think what I would like to say is I'm just, I would just like to round it off with the words of Wayne Dyer, who I thought mm-hmm. was a great, great teacher. And he said, when I chased after money, I never had enough. When I got my life on purpose and focused, focused on giving of myself and everything that arrived into my life, then I was prosperous. I think that sums it up beautifully. Yeah. Definitely. Now, Nicole, you've got a lot of wisdom. There's many, many more hours of that wisdom we could talk about and we could share. In the meantime, where can people find you and find all your content? And in particular, the new book coming out on August 1st. Tell us all about it. Fantastic. Okay. So uh, people can find me on my website, which is www.nicolebaylis.com.au. Uh, the new book, Soulful and Successful Business. It's going to be out uh, as a paperback, an ebook, and an audio book. Uh, we are aiming for the 1st of August. You can find my meditations on the free Insight Timer app, mm. uh, which, which is an Australian app. It's brilliant. I don't know whether you've found that I one. I have, yet. yes. Hi, yes. Okay, I've got a lot of meditations on there. And uh, my books will be available from all major platforms, as well as my website. Wonderful. So, so thank you uh, very much for coming on, Nicole. As, as I said, there's definitely a lot more to explore. So we're definitely going to have to have you on again. Anyone Would listening, love that. reach out, check out all the content of Nicole's. We guarantee you it's going to help you even in one small way. And from that very, very one small way, you, your momentum will build and it'll just get better and better after that. So thank you again, Nicole. Loved having you on. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure talking with a like-minded soul type. <laughs> Thank you, Nicole. And everyone, you've been listening to It's More Than Money podcast. And today it was with Nicole Bayless. And we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening to It's More Than Money. This podcast has been recorded and produced at Brisbane Podcasting Centre. Before we go, don't forget to click on the subscribe button for this podcast. And wherever you listen to it, give it a rating as well. If you'd like to find out more, you can always go to our website, parentfg.com, or you can find us on Facebook and LinkedIn. Please leave a suggestion for a future topic if you wish. Either way, we'd love to hear from you, so let us know your thoughts. We'll have another episode soon. Thanks for listening to It's More Than Money. Take care. We'll catch you next time.